0: Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts.
1: The Escape Pod on Joy and via podcast at joy.org.au forward slash escape pod.
0: Welcome to the Escape Pod. Now, I have a very special guest with me today, and I have a Mr. Paul McClure. How are you today, Paul? Hi, Russ. I'm good. That's good to hear. Now, Paul is here to join me today to talk about all things travel. So this week on the Escape Pod, uh, Paul and I thought we would start off um, by talking about um Australian travel law. And by travel law, I mean... um What would you do if your travel agent went um, bankrupt? So to give you all a bit of background on on how this um, consumer law used to work in Australia, there used to be something called the Australian Compensation Fund, Travel Compensation Fund, and how that worked was all travel agencies had to put into this fund, and um, every year they were audited by the Travel Compensation Fund, and um, if you didn't meet the um, requirements of the... um, audit you would um, have your license taken away from you and it was very very strict um i'll let paul fill you in on what has recently transpired because the travel industry has become deregulated Mm -hmm. and by deregulation i mean that there's no longer a a travel compensation fund and these days basically anyone can open uh, a door and or a shop front and just say hey i'm a travel agent so um Paul, what has happened in consumer law recently?
1: There's been a few changes in relation to the law uh, as it relates to travel agents. Um, There's a a big focus uh, with legislation, consumer rights legislation around Australia that, that really give the consumer a lot of Uh, rights and obligations um, in relation to as we're talking about today in relation to traveling and let's face it uh, travel agents do take a lot of the hassle out of booking holidays and organizing flights and organizing accommodation but the flip side of that is as a consumer, a traveller will pay a, a lot of money to um, to use that service. And often
0: in months ahead, don't they?
1: Correct, yeah, yeah. They they like to get in early. They like to get the best deals on flights, on accommodation, on tours and all that sort of thing to help plan the perfect holiday. So there's a lot of investment, both financially and emotionally, um, by the traveller in that. But there is, of course, with any business, um, the potential for a travel agency to collapse yes and um go on a permanent holiday if i can use a pun
0: well, you know, I just and I, I, these these are naughty people. Let's put it in in black and white yeah. that they what they do is they get um, they get people to come into their travel agency on the false pretense that they they're going to um, send you on your biggest dream overseas to yeah. the most exotic destinations. And then instead of paying the tour providers, they um, they go on their own holiday and do. and do a runner, which is which is a not on.
1: No, yep. it's not on at all. In fact, in 2015, there were three Australian travel agents. Two of them were in. Queensland one was in Victoria um, who took a permanent holiday and left their clients in a very precarious position obviously these uh, clients had booked holidays with them had booked flights and accommodation and tours um, and were left in the lurch really months in advance as you were saying before because these people like to get in early and get the best deals so first up because a lot of people would think well doesn't travel insurance cover That sort of situation. In Mm -hmm. fact, it doesn't, um, sadly. And And that's an
0: interesting point that you just make because most people think, well, okay, I've taken out my travel insurance policy, I'm Hmm. covered against cancellation fees, I'm covered against world events, terrorism, um, a volcano going off in Bali, and oh, and if my travel agent goes bust, I am completely fine. But as you just said, it's not the case. It's not
1: the case, no. Um, None of the current travel uh, insurance companies cover for the collapse of a travel agency business. Um, In in 2015 less than one-third of insurers provided cover for insolvency of travel services so that that's not the agent itself but insolvency of of airlines, hotels, bus or car rental agencies so only a third of people providing travel insurance would cover for that so that makes it very important then for the traveller to read the terms and conditions of their travel insurance. Right. Yeah. But in relation to what someone can do when the travel agency goes broke or goes bust, um, there are two things uh, that will minimise the risk. Uh, The first is asking for a credit card chargeback. So if you have paid for a portion of your trip or your entire trip on credit or debit card and this is the the important part and chosen um, credit or selected credit when you pay so a lot of people can pay with a debit card but you need to have selected credit when you pay for the holiday or portion of that holiday and your travel agent goes bust you can ask your bank to refund that to give you what's called a credit card charge back now there are some time limits that apply somewhere between 30 and 120 days in which you have um, to make that request of the bank to have the money returned to you and so you should check with the bank and um you should apply for, as soon as you find out that there's a problem with the travel agent.
0: So that's basically um, a, a safety guard that the bank has put in there for, yes. for customers using their credit cards. Yeah, and so they have to go in there and say, "Look, this travel provider has not provided me with my services. Yep. Um, I don't. I'm I'm no longer happy to pay for this anymore. I need you to reverse the transaction." Yes.
1: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And and the banks ought to do that given the circumstances in which that's occurred. I mean. Clearly, travel agents don 't like that because they get they go ahead and book on at your request. they will book tours and they will book flights and all that sort of thing. so they end up out of pocket but really if they 're the ones going broke, who cares <laughs> exactly
0: right exactly right so in hindsight, um, what does happen there is the it 's up to the travel agent to prove that they have provided the services that the money is automatically um, reversed back into the consumer's account from yes. from the bank so that that's a, an excellent safeguard so in in essence what paul's trying to tell you that it's a really well i believe he's trying to tell you it's a yeah. really good idea to um to pay for your um travel uh, holidays via via credit card.
1: yeah, yeah absolutely uh, and select credit when you're making that purchase so that then the bank can reverse that if things go drastically wrong yes The other um, way that you're covered, and and going back to my first point about um, quite strict consumer laws in Australia, Um, consumers, and this of course includes people who are booking holidays through travel agents, are very well protected under the Australian Consumer Law. And the bottom line in relation to that is that when an agent takes a booking from a customer they're entering, to, entering into rather a contract. Mm. So that could be an oral contract, it could be a written contract. Um, obviously as a lawyer I'd prefer it to be a written contract because it's easier to know what the terms and conditions are yes. and to dispute them if um, if the t- if the need arises. And these terms and conditions of the contract relating to travel have to be complied with by both parties. So it's important also I suppose that the the person who's travelling, who's entered into this contract um, for travel with the agent knows their obligations as well. But again, um, reading the fine print is important and knowing what you've paid for, what you haven't paid for, being the flip side of that, is, is really important. So any breach of that contract, and that could be by a travel agent not providing the services that they have promised under the contract Means that a consumer might be entitled to claim damages from that travel agent in relation to um, their non-performance under the contract.
0: And then would they just ring consumer affairs and, and lodge a complaint? Is that yeah, how that operates? Exactly. And yeah.
1: consumer affairs Victoria will be able to tell them how to what the, what the best way is of going about getting their money back. And yeah, it, look, it might end up going to court, uh, but that's sort of a bit down the track. the fir- The first point of call should be. Consumer Affairs Victoria, they'll tell you whether the travel agency has breached consumer law and what the best way is for the, the traveller to go about recouping the funds that they've paid.
0: Okay, so so really, um, as a travel agent here myself, from my perspective, I actually quite liked the good old days when we had the Australian yeah. Travel Compensation Fund because you knew how stringent the, the laws were and the criteria to become a member of the mm-hmm. fund. Um, it was... Um, Um, It was... Um, an era where you knew that every travel agent was licensed and that you could actually hand over tens and thousands of dollars to them and you knew your money was going to be safe because every X, Y, Z month they were going to be audited and so on and so forth. So as far as the deregulation goes, it certainly gives travel agents um, an an opportunity to discount their prices even more because they don't have these high overheads, which is one of the reasons for deregulation. But it also allows anybody out there in, in, in the world to open up their own travel agency Um, to
1: put themselves out there as a reputable travel agent and and but then to take advantage of people who come seeking their services
0: exactly absolutely so so aside from the fact of being um a lawyer paul what would you do for example say you were going to go and book a holiday Mm. what what are the checks that you would put into place as a consumer um going off into um travel land mm. and saying, oh, I want to book this holiday, blah, 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 blah. Would you just go in there and hand over $10,000? Or are you going to say, are you a member of the Australian Federation of Travel Agents?
1: Or? I, uh, yeah, absolutely. I would ask if they're, if they're a member of the federation, that, because that brings with it then that, that there's a number of uh, principles that travel agents have to abide by if they are members, uh, and that includes integrity is one that I can think of off the top of my head. It just binds them more to acting in a professional way and gives it would give me a lot more comfort as to I'll get what I'm paying for. Right. Um, uh, other than that, I just make sure that I make it very clear what I want from the travel agent and if they're able to provide it. Don't be afraid, uh, and, and Russ, I think that you would back me up on this, don't be afraid to shop around. Um, to get what you want um from a travel agent because you know you're ultimately the one who has to pay um but also you know look out for any tellt- any telltale signs that that the person that the agent is um a little bit dodgy perhaps
0: Yep, we've just received a message from from somebody um, in the studio here saying support your local travel agents and Australian workers. And look, I am a travel agent. I do own my own... um travel agency, and that's exactly not what we're trying to do by um, by, no, by bashing travel agents today. Um, but what we do need people to realise is that there are avenues for you to go to if a travel agent does go bust. So in essence, I would say 99.9% of the travel agents in um, Australia today um, have been around for many, many years, yeah. are very, very reputable, and, and, and do do a good job. But um, what the media focuses on, and and seems to um, to highlight every time you turn on um, a TV is that here's another travel agency that's gone bankrupt. And as um, as a radio um, show about travel, I think we um, owe it to the consumer out there to yeah. actually say, well, you know, th- there are avenues for you to go to if you um, find yourself in one of these in situations. That. I think previously we've been focusing on um, on how you may. um Uh, get a refund if a travel agent goes bust or or, or doesn't provide you with services Um, the the fortunate situation I guess we are in in Australia that um, there is a a very large proportion of of very very honest people out there who who do a fantastic job and they they offer a a fabulous service when it comes to um, to selling retail travel, um, I think what um, the consumer should know is that there is the Australian Federation of Travel Agents um, who do operate um, uh, a pay fee to be a membership and then they actually have, which Paul might elaborate on a little bit, is something called ATAS, which is an accreditation um, uh, that you can also ask your travel agent about when you arrive in your travel agency to pay some cash you can just say well are you a member of AFTA and are you accredited um with the australian federation of travel agents is
1: that right paul that is right um so i suppose i just wanted to point out also that the, the situation we're talking about before um the break was one that doesn't happen very often am i right in saying that russ as a travel agent it's it's not often that an agency would go broke and, you know, you'd lose exactly. all your money.
0: I mean, it's we've just... been in deregulation now for two years, and yeah. over that two-year period, we've, we've really seen, out of the roughly 1,200 travel agencies in, in all of Australia, mm. we've, we've roughly seen um, three, I would say, that have been out in the media that have, that have caused people a lot of upset and a lot of drama. So Yeah,
1: yeah. It's not something that happens certainly every day, and uh, I suppose we... We are guilty of presenting the worst case scenario for people, but yes. it's just important for people to know that there are rights; they they do have rights as consumers. Exactly. Uh, when they're when they're dealing with bodies like travel agents, um, as you'd mentioned before, Russ, ATAS uh, is an accreditation scheme that people can sign into, and that then provides an across the board sort of a, a way of. Uh, of making sure that the travel agent that you're dealing with is recognised as an accredited travel agent, and that that they can provide services to you, um, and that those services have been checked, for want of a better word, exactly checked by I the think, governing body.
0: I think what ATS actually does is it's a it's a much um, leaner. Uh, way of of asking a travel agency to please submit your books um, if you want to be a member of AFTA then we need mm. to see your books and we need to know that you are looking after your customer 100% and in doing that they do actually ask to see a copy of your terms and conditions before you can become a member of AFTA.
1: It's quality assurance more exactly. than anything Exactly, isn't it? yeah. Yep. So it's, um, it, it's accredited agents who operate a trusted professional ethical business um, and they get the recognition of that by being affiliated with ATAS.
0: I think what I like about um, going in and seeing a travel agent is, A, if you do your homework properly, you can go and see someone that's already been to the destination that you've gone to, which yeah. um, uh, you cannot beat hands-on experience when it comes to um uh, speaking to a travel professional that's actually been to your destination, Absolutely. they can Absolutely. give you pointers into where you can eat, um, which tour to go on, which tour not to go on, which airline to fly in, and, 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 all and how that to get off stuff. the
1: beaten track. Sometimes they they know yep. the hidden gems.
0: They do, they yeah. do. I mean, I let's face it. If anyone was to say to me, "Where would you like to eat in Bali?" Well, for me, for me, it's Mades Mades in um, <laughs> in Seminyak. You can't go wrong with their sushi. Let me tell you, good sushi. It's fabulous sushi. Excellent. Um, um, but the other thing um it's actually nice to be able to sit across the table from somebody and talk up your holiday and get excited yeah. about where you 're going and what you 're doing for months on end and um it's also nice for busy professionals to have somebody to do all of the hard yards for them someone Absolutely. to worry about where you 're going to sit on the plane and um is my travel agent a uh, um travel insurance going to meet the requirements I need for this trip um, uh, I need a hotel with a double bed for me and my partner and this is all um, things that your travel agent is more than capable of looking
1: after you for. Absolutely, and you're right. It, it's great to hand that stuff over and not have to worry about it being done or not having to do it yourself. It's um, it's brilliant.
0: So the other um, question that someone has messaged in about is um, online travel agencies and I find this um, of interest, I mm. guess... Um, my attitude is, uh, if you are going to spend tens and thousands of dollars, I always think it's a good time, a good idea to a um, at least be able to do it with somebody in our own country. So you know, support local business, and I also think that it's a good idea to do your homework extensively about the company that you're booking with. Um, yeah, I think sure. what um, our um, the person who's messaging is referring to, that you can book with overseas operators. Um, yes. You don't know who they are, where they are, and if for any reason they cancel the service mm-hmm. or um, or you're unable to go, it, it is very, very difficult to get your money back.
1: Right. It is, absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, I suppose there's a lot of trust put in those groups um, in doing the right thing. And sometimes, you know, it's it's better to deal with an actual person face to face if you if you have specific uh specifics about where you want to go what you want to do i'd recommend going and seeing a travel agent
0: and one who's
1: been there done that like you were saying before russ i think rather than um uh, because online travel booking is a risky business um Absolutely, you never know if they 're going to deliver uh, and what your recourse is if you't if they don 't so yeah, absolutely go yeah. and see your local travel agent go and sort it out
0: yeah i don 't um, i, I don 't book online for anything I mean obviously we have our own suppliers that we yeah. like to use, and we trust them. Uh, a lot, and we we know that they are going to look after our our customers. But I think, you know, the consumer these days. You touched on it before, Paul. Mm. Um, in travel, especially, you you need to um, shop around. You um, do. There are um, hundreds and hundreds of travel agencies in Australia, and and if you do your homework, they all specialise. What travel has done these days is they realise it's so easy to book online these days that yes. they they've actually had to specialise for your business. So there are co- companies that um, that specialise in gay and lesbian travel. There are companies that specialise in places like Iran and um, Jordan. Um, there are companies that specialise in, in gay cruises. It's, it's, yeah. it's all possible out there. So It
1: is, absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes, though, it is a little bit overwhelming. It is? Um, <laughs> you look at some of those uh, booking sites for accommodation or flights and you're presented with hundreds of of options and it, it's sometimes it's a little bit hard to know what the best one is. You That's can't right. always go on price.
0: No, you need to go in and see your travel agent and if she's a good one, she's going to say the computer says yes. <laughs>
1: she won't be saying the computer says no. No, hopefully not. Joy
0: 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au Okay, now I am going to ask you about your top destinations that you've traveled to? What are your faves?
1: Well, wow. this was a hard one. Uh, I've been traveling si- uh, since 2005. My first destination, international destination, was Athens. Lovely. It is lovely. Yasu. Yasu, um, Thaganes. I um, have always had this obsession with Greek culture, with history, with all that sort of stuff. So it was absolutely wonderful to travel to Athens and to experience that firsthand. What I found best about Athens was that you would be, you would look up and you would see this ancient stuff in amongst all the modern stuff. And it was just amazing. The food, of course, is brilliant. The people are just so lovely. And there's this overwhelming sense of pride in their country, in their culture, and in their history that really grabbed me they don't call it the
0: cradle of civilization for nothing do they indeed and greek Um, men oh
1: well i wasn't going to bring that up but now that you have (laughs) uh yeah amazing greek men amazing in fact everybody in greece beautiful people there
0: they are they really are a
1: very good looking race and so
0: i take it the um the acropolis blew your mind
1: it absolutely did um a lot of stuff blew my mind uh yeah it was amazing to walk around the ruins and and uh and just experience that and it's yeah.
0: interesting you say that because I know most people that go to Greece would would zoom straight into Athens and then mm. head on to Santorini and, um, and and party and Mykonos exactly <laughs> right you know Mykonos the party island yeah um, but I yeah it, I think you're doing yourself a gross um, injustice mm. if you don't go to Athens and, and, and experience some some culture there some
1: culture some yeah absolutely well after Athens went to um, some of the Greek islands and not the not the ones that that you just rattled off there yep. Santorini Mykonos Eos all of that. Went to the Dodokanisa Islands, which yep. are the ones which are closer to, to Turkey. So Rhodes, Kos, Leros uh, and Kalimnos. And they were just beautiful. Fantastic. amazing. Yeah. So that's definitely up there, Athens. And I think a little bit, it's got a soft spot in my heart because it was the first big trip I took overseas, so...
0: We never forget those trips, do we?
1: Never forget our first time, Russell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: boom, boom. And now we're off to Berlin, I understand.
1: Berlin. <laughs> no, what, What's not to say about Berlin? Uh, I was in Berlin last year. Ich liebe Dick. Is that right? <laughs> not quite? <laughs> ich liebe... No, ich ein Berliner. I think that's what James ah, Casey okay, all What's right. R- yes. Roughly translated means I am a sausage. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> Anyway, we're in Berlin now Berlin. and we're eating we're eating sausage. So Well yeah. Yeah.
1: Or whatever you like. Yeah. Berlin is wonderful. Mm. It's um it's I don't it's difficult to describe. I mean, I, I don't want to offend any German people by saying it's not the prettiest city, but it is certainly um uh, because it's a lot of concrete and stuff, but that there is so much to do there and it's the people um are just so friendly, mm. um, and it's a it, it's it's like Melbourne in that it's a fairly casual city. I'd come from Amsterdam previously to Berlin, and in Amsterdam people walked around the streets and did their shopping a little bit, you know, done up. They had their their chinos on and their uh, sport jacket and Doing things like promenade. that. Doing their promenading exactly, and in Berlin you get off the plane and you go down the main street and people are just in jeans and a t-shirt and it, and that. Appealed to me. Mm. Um, it is similarly to Athens. It, it's steeped in history. Now, obviously, some of it's good, some of it's bad. But they've embraced both the good and the bad, and there is so much to do there uh, to l- if you want to learn about the history, uh, German history.
0: And it's interesting too, because once again, most people would go there, you know, Berlin, Wall, Checkpoint, Charlie, the the Reichstag, the Tea Garden, but but there is much more to Berlin than that. And in fact, it's really developed into a very, very modern European city, hasn't
1: it? It really has. And uh, and another plus, I have to Uh, Mention is the cheap coffee, cheap but good, and accommodation,
0: and accommodation. Yeah, Yeah, I find um, when we're sending um, customers to um, Berlin that out of out of most of those Western European big cities, you can still get some great accommodation deals. You can,
1: you can, uh, close into the centre and reasonably priced. I think everything, most things I found in Berlin were reasonably priced, which is. Always a bonus.
0: And you're a bit of a photographer and like a bit of street art as well, don't you? Is love that? it. Yes. Yeah. So you you would love Berlin from, from that Absolutely. perspective.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So what the the Berlin Wall, which you just mentioned, there's um, there's still a freestanding section of it and and local and international artists have come along and graffitied it for want of awesome. a better word. Awesome. It. just yeah, it's amazing. But there's a lot of art, there's a lot, there's a, a strong underground feel to Berlin in terms of music and culture and clubs and the clubs are amazing and there's a strong LGBT we community like that. as well. We like that. It's very enc- embracing. Yes a good word, I like that
0: and I think um, it's easy to get around in Berlin as well. I oh, I, yeah. I do remember getting on, on and off public transport there and thinking wow this is a piece yeah, of cake. Yeah, absolutely yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it runs well it's efficient as you would expect it to be. Um, Germans are very practical and efficient and I like that yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah now where are we going to next Polly?: well moscow oh god yeah. this is a destination i haven't been to so how really? did you find it
1: yeah um i found it i was a little bit scared i think because um and i was there in 2012 um i think i was a little bit scared just because i wasn't know didn't know what to expect um, you hear a lot about Russians and there are a lot of stereotypes about what sort of people they are and, and, the, and you know, the, the culture and the way that they act and, and all that sort of thing. Completely false. Right. I had a wonderful time there. Um, it's not only a beautiful city to walk around um, and explore, but the people are just brilliant. They, they, they are standoffish in mm-hmm. a way. But once you get chatting to them, they have a wicked sense of humour that oh, you great. just do not expect. It's, um, yeah, it was, it was. They're wonderful people, and the food. Oh, it so all of that hoopla you that hear, <laughs> <laughs> you're a bit of a foodie. I love my food.
0: So all that hoopla that we hear about Moscow really mm. not being that you know, GLBTQI friendly is yeah. you know it, it it it's like anywhere in the world. I guess it's oh, who yeah. you it's who you run into on the on the street. Exactly, yeah. and it's
1: sadly it's it's a lot about how you how you behave mm. um on the streets and you uh, and I know that a lot of listeners would know that you have to be careful in some places about how you uh behave in public and you know that's a sad thing to have to do but you you know for your own safety sometimes you have to do that but there is um there is a very active gay uh scene in 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 Moscow well, certainly there was in 2012 when I was there and that was a lot of fun
0: awesome <laughs>
1: yeah how did you find the Red Square? Was, is, are those amazing. pictures look absolutely stunning. They yeah. do, yeah. Just to stand there and standing in history um, and, and the architecture is brilliant and, you know, yeah, just amazing. You, you've, yeah, and the, the iconic St Basil's Cathedral, which is at the end of Red Square, the one that, you know, if, if someone says Moscow, that's the image that you conjure in your head mm. of the, the sort of domed, multicoloured, and the, the, the colours
0: the, in those tiles. Yeah, yeah, just, amazing. Yep. Yeah. And how was your Russian? Did you manage to, you know, get into the lingo? Nyet. And... <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Nyet. <laughs> 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 so it's food, nyet, and no vodka, right?
1: <laughs> no, that's correct. <laughs> vodka, speaking of vodka, it's like... Um, so walking into a supermarket in Moscow, and I'm just trying to think of an equivalent in Australia... Um, there, is, there are shelves and shelves and shelves of, of vodka, um, uh, ranging from, you know, $2 a bottle right through to $40 a bottle. And it's, it's in, the, in the supermarket. It's, it's their national drink, obviously, yep. and they enjoy it. But um, I just found it amazing.
0: Now, listen, you're going away
1: again. I know. How, How do you do it? <laughs> um, I You've got have, a lovely boyfriend. I've got a lovely partner who gets frequent flyer. Points and so I tend to uh, be, uh, reap the benefits of that.
0: Ah, so we all nice. need one of those. Yes,
1: we do. So, where are you off to? Uh, back to Europe. Fantastic. So, this time to Paris. Haven't been there yet before. Uh, then, after that, Barcelona. And then down to Sitges.
0: Man, what's happening in Sitges? Well, while you're there, dare I ask? not happening in
1: Sitges. <laughs> um, it's going to be in June. Uh, when the Pride Festival's on, the Gay Pride Festival in Sit which so is you'll be
0: doing a bit of, um, you know, flag waving and yes. and have the uh, the skimpy shorts on as you march yes. down the street, loving your well,
1: work. I don't know about that one, but yeah, I'll be I'll be looking at people who are wearing skimpy shorts <laughs> or even less, which will be lovely. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I've, there's um, there's a promo video on on their website that shows I think highlights from last year's Pride festival they have it every year yes um and it's on the beach it's a 30 minute train ride from barcelona and uh, it just looks amazing they have drag shows they have i think you know wet t-shirt competitions they have bands it's gonna, it awesome. runs over four or five days and i it's had a be...
0: friend who went um to a tea dance um, oh. in Sitches a few years ago and yeah. they did the entire dance under showers oh wow So there was this huge dance floor and then they had all these showers and they basically turned on all the showers and and turned on the music and away they all went. So it sounds fabulous. Yeah. What do you hope to see in Paris?
1: Oh be good to see everything <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I uh will we're, we're there for uh, about four days uh, yes.
0: and are you just going to stay in the city itself just yeah. gonna,
1: well we might play it by ear a little bit I, I would love to get up to Monet's garden at Give e, right. if I'm pronouncing that correctly you are um that would be awesome that would be that's like a, a lifelong dream of mine but uh just the big things you know Versailles not, not, yeah the Louvre yeah, yeah. Notre Dame
0: you're going to uh, stay the in the Marais, of the, the gay area, the Marais? I am, excellent. yes. Excellent, yeah. excellent.
1: So it's going to be good fun. And
0: I hear, now, I, I don't know where you're at with, with your travel yeah. um, preparations, but there is a new um, gay b Airbnb site. It's called Mr. Mr. B&B. B&B. Yeah. And um, so if you're looking for um, some accommodation, that certainly would be the way for you to go. So. Yeah. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9.